Welcome to the Tanakh Podcast. Today, Yishayahu, Herek Memhei. Chapter 45 of Isaiah. Mirofeli shvurelev Yotzeo hachoshech Ose shalom umilchama So our chapter today begins talking about Cyrus. So says God to his Meshicho, his anointed one, to Koresh, who I have taken his right hand, to subdue before him nations, and I will strip, strip kings of their armor, to open before him doors or sha'arim lo yisageru, and no gates will be shut before him. Why is Yeshayahu prophesying about the king of Persia, about the king Cyrus? Why is he relevant to the story at all? And what is Yeshayahu trying to tell us? Uh, as we know, as I've mentioned in a previous class, um, this is actually one of the major proofs that people say that this, this segment of Yeshayahu is not dated to the time of the historical figure of Isaiah in the time of Chizkiyahu in the Assyrian um, attack of 721 or 701 BCE, but rather to the time of Cyrus himself in 539 BCE, after the Chorban, 50 years after the destruction of the Beit HaMikdash, we have Cyrus, who is the king of the Persians, and he enters Babylonia, Babylon, and takes over the entire great empire of Babylon, which ran from central Iraq to the Mediterranean. It, 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 it all falls to Cyrus. Now, here's the crazy thing. Our Tanakh begins the book of Ezra with Cyrus as well. In the first year of Cyrus, the king of Persia, to fulfill the prophecies of God in the mouth of Yirmiyahu. God awakened the spirit of Cyrus, the king of Persia. He made a pronouncement, and he even wrote it in a letter saying, So says Koresh, the king of Paras, God has given me all of the. Um, the lands, all of the kingdoms, and he has commanded me, he's commanded me, you can rebuild the Beis HaMikdash, whoever of his people want, can make Aliyah, can go up to Jerusalem, which is in Judah. Cyrus is the historical personality who gives the legal permission to end the Khurban, to end the exile, and to return to Jerusalem. And that is the first paragraph of the book of Ezra and Nehemiah, the book of Shibat Zion. So Cyrus, maybe we understand now why, why um, Yishayahu says, he is my anointed one. He is Koresh Ro'i, as we saw in the last verse of Memdalad. Koresh, my shepherd. Um, later we're going to see. Uh, this notion that he is indeed my servant, Cyrus. So, 
what what exactly is happening here? Maybe let me talk about a phenomenal um, historical archaeological artifact called the Cyrus Cylinder. It was discovered in Babylon in 1879 and it sits today in the uh, British Museum in London. And when they, it's it's written in on a, it's a clay cylinder, it's written in cuneiform, the the, the language of of uh, of dots and lines, which the Babylonians and the um, and the Persians used. And uh, the remarkable thing about it is that Cyrus doesn't declare himself to be <laughs> controlled by Hashem at all. He says, I am Cyrus, king of the universe, the great king, the powerful king, king of Babylon, king of the four quarters of the world. Right? Quite amazing. But then he talks about the idea that the god Marduk has taken Cyrus's hand, uh, he's the king of the city of Anshan, called him by his name, and given him kingship over everything, and he's going to free kings. He's going to free kings and allow the repatriation of nations. It doesn't mention Yerushalayim specifically, but he's going to rebuild all of the temples. And this is pretty much what we hear in, in Sefer Ezra. Now, there's something very exciting here. When, when, when this cylinder was discovered, in 1879, remember, it's been a century since biblical critics have been debunking the Bible and claiming that the Bible, you know, is actually not a, a work of fact, but a work of fiction. And suddenly out of the archaeology comes a document which verifies that indeed Cyrus is the one who allowed the Jews to go back to Yerushalayim. Um, just like the Tanakh has said in Divrei Amim and in the book of Ezra. And now we actually have the document. It says, but here's the really interesting thing. When you read the Cyrus Cylinder, it says that Marduk takes the hand of Koresh and calls him by his name. And now I want to come back to our Perak. Our Perak says, So says Yudke Vavke, our God, right? To his anointed one, to Koresh, I have held his hand, and that's why all nations have fallen before him. That's why the, door, the doors of, of Babylon were opened before him. It's exactly the same language as the Cyrus Senator here in Pasuk Dalad. I have called your name. In other words, I'll put it this way. Yishayahu, or in this case, the prophet who wrote this segment of Yishayahu knows the text of the Cyrus Cylinder. And he says it's not Marduk who has taken um, Cyrus by the hand, it's Hashem. And he is the one who has called him by name. And look at the end of Pasuk Dalet. I call your name, but you don't know me. I'm Hashem, there is no other God. Zulati Elohim. I will put your, I, I will, I will tie your belt. I will put your belt of royalty on you. The law, you don't know me. <laughs> in other words, you think it's Marduk? No, it's really me. And that's why in Pasuk Vav, let them know from where the sun rises to where it sets. There is none other God than me. Ani Hashem ve'ein od. This message. Ani Hashem ve'ein od. Yotzer or uvarei choshech. I am He who 
creates light, fashions light, and creates darkness. So let me return maybe to what I mentioned in yesterday's class. The Persians and the Babylonians really believed in, in, in dualism. They believed there was a God of good and a God of bad. Later on, they even talk about, you know, a world of light and a world of darkness. And if you were affected by Babylonian thought, you might have thought that one God, maybe the God of dark, brought the Khurban, and the God of light brought the return. There's a bad God who causes bad things, and there is a good God who causes good things. Maybe you'll say that, chas v'shalom, that Yudke Vavke punished the Jewish people, but it is Marduk and it is uh, Cyrus who has freed the Jewish people and given them return. And it would seem to me, since this prophecy is talking to the exiles, it's talking in a post-exilic reality, it is the theme that we've been going through in so many of the these prakim, right? We read in the last parak, I am the first, I am the last, there is no God other than me. And this is the idea. You think there's a God of good and bad, a God of light and dark. Yotze, I am Yotzer Or Uvore Choshech. I am Ose Shalom Uvore Ra. In our davening, we don't like to say Uvore Ra, so we say Uvore Etakol. But what God is saying is that God is the God of everything. That God is the God of history. That Hashem is in control. And you shouldn't think, Chas Shalom, that when the redemption comes, it happens through some force outside God. God is the master of history. Indeed, Cyrus is his anointed one, and he is the one, not Marduk, who has awakened the spirit of Cyrus. He is the one who has taken Cyrus by the hand. He has called him by a name, his name, right? Even though you don't know me, I am the one who has called your name. I, says Hashem, am the master of history. Oh, 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 oh.